Hello, and welcome to Heal Life Abroad. This week, we jump back into the action with our interview with Ukraine's ambassador to Australia, Dr. Mikola Kulanich, where we discuss Ukraine and its relations with Australia. This and more on Zakhrodonia Ukrainsi, the podcast for all things Ukrainian. So with Ukraine celebrating its uh, 30-year anniversary of independence, mm. this is a significant year for Ukraine as well, considering that we're having Crimea being occupied by Russia and Donbass as well, uh, finding that happening. It's important to show what Ukraine has achieved and what we can achieve and what we strive for. So what are the plans that, that the Ukrainian government is doing to celebrate this important anniversary? Uh, you're absolutely right that uh, 30 university it is not Krugla data. It is not some very special date. But 30 years, uh, three decades of independent Ukraine is absolutely valuable things to think about. The first, absolutely right, you're right. Where we are, where we're going to. This is some kind of summarizing 30 years of our development, analyzing our pluses and minuses, and the most important, making some very important conclusion for the further development of the modern Ukraine. To avoid our mistakes that we have already done, unfortunately, as a young state, it is impossible that young state is not doing some kind of drawbacks and, and mistakes. It is natural development of the country. But uh, I wish it, we should make, make them lesser and... Uh, and this is very important to analyze. So our government and our president propose very interesting uh, program, a big program, and uh, this quite profound program of celebration, the first and most important. Um, it will be the military parade and celebration in the uh, center of Ukraine and official program of this uh, celebration. It's very important that parade should demonstrate the power of our army, the, their capacities, abilities to protect our countries, to show all countries that we are the country that can protect themselves. It is very important that our friends help us and assist us and collaborate to make our measures, security measures, and military measures more profound and more mighty. It's very important. But the principle is the same. Only the people of Ukraine can protect, with the help of others, their own independence and their own sovereignty. Nobody do this work instead of us. Not NATO, not America, not other countries will protect us. They can help us, but we can, only Ukrainians can protect Ukrainians. That's why we should demonstrate the ability and capacity, uh, military capacity of Ukraine. It's very good, good idea, and my applause to the president. The second, uh, the, big, uh, the big event, it will be, you mentioned about Crimea. This is about our pain, 
And it's our tragedy that we lost this territory due to aggression of neighboring country. It's not a big question what country it is. It is Russia Federation, which occupies, using our weakness during Maidan, they occupied Crimea and eastern Ukraine. But we not abandoned idea to reinstore our territory, integrity, and sovereignty of Ukraine. That's why President of Ukraine proposed to launch a Crimea summit the day before celebration on the 23rd of August. And I'm very proud that we sent invitation on behalf of the President, the Prime Minister of Australia, Mr. Scott Morrison, kindly invited him and his First Lady to come to Ukraine to join our celebration of this big event in the history, not only Ukraine, but as far as an independence country is quite rare today. Not many countries can celebrate their independence only 30 years, 200 years, 300 years, but 30 years. But this may this show that the civilized countries are rather resilience and democracy is rather resilience and powerful to make a, to give a chance to new countries be independent and democratic so that's why we kindly as a good friend of us australia and leader of the good friend should join ukrainians during their celebration it's our tradition when you celebrate your birthday you'll try to find and try to invite your closest friend that's why i'm so happy to to convey on, on behalf of ambassador, oh, sorry, on the president of um, Ukraine, the invitation to the uh, leader of Australia. Uh, the second, and sorry, the third and the very original celebration we proposed, and the program is maybe you are the first to hear <laughs> the wife, the first lady of Ukraine, the wife of president. Uh, sent invitation to the First Lady of Australia to join a summit of First Ladies and Gentlemen who will gather in Kiev during this celebration. As well, and their husbands and spouses will celebrate officially the and join celebration. Why not First Ladies and Gentlemen have their own official program and they have something to speak about. They, they, are, they are, have the same uh, faith, the same problems, and they can uh, discuss achievements as the first lady or gentleman. So this is very interesting. For example, there are a lot of things that, uh, for example, public diplomacy, cultural diplomacy, that this is the subjects and items can be patronated, or what we call, what we call patrons, yeah? by the first ladies and gentlemen. So that's uh, original and very unique. By the way, it's the first time in the history of diplomacy that we propose to join in Kyiv this very specific, specific guests to discuss these issues in this particular place and particular time of 30s. So we have big program. It's good to hear that this is all coming together and to promote the uh, independence of Ukraine, uh, considering that pre the president of Ukraine has some prior experience with uh, conveying to an audience. 
And it's a great initiative, what he's doing, as well as uh, the First Lady of Ukraine as well. But how can the diaspora get involved in celebrating this important milestone as well? What can we do to help celebrate the 30th anniversary of Ukraine? When you see we, it's mean Ukrainian Australians. Yes. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> you can do many things. The first, you, you are Ukrainians and you celebrate on the birthday of your motherland. I understand that Australian de facto is your motherland because you're born here, but spiritual motherland is still Ukraine, I hope, because many things are, have the roots in Ukraine, your fathers, grandfathers, grand ancestors born in Ukraine, and you are integral part of our life, what we call Ukrainstvo, all Ukrainian through the world. They they try not to separate them from Ukraine as a country, so I'm I'm very sure that you will celebrate. Uh, we talk uh, quite a lot. We talk with the leadership of SWA, of the Association of Ukrainian Organization of Australia. How can we do together? Uh, I don't want to reveal all the plans because it's a plan <laughs> of SWA, but what I definitely want to say one thing. Embassy will do almost the best to associate, to assist and collaborate for organization of the celebration of Independence Day, 30 years Independence Day of Ukraine here in Australia. Tomorrow I have in this office a meeting with Stefan Romani mm-hmm. and we'll discuss in more detail. I don't want to say because he is a boss. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> what we can, mother, little helper. <laughs> I, 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 embassy try to assist, but we are not leaders of, of, of uh, Ramada. But definitely will will participate. I personally will try. If I will be here in the in Australia, I'll I'll, I'll participate in major event of uh, celebration. I know. You have some kind of very good ideas, but I'm sure the Gramada will spend these um, festives with warm-heartedly as Ukrainians, with all this spiritual unity with your motherland. Well, it's definitely true that celebrating is an important day for us, really. But I want to focus our attention to the relationship between Ukraine and Australia. We're already here and we... We already tried to support Ukraine in many ways that um, that we can and the different diplomatic links that we have as well. So can you describe the current diplomatic links between Ukraine and Australia, not just community-wise, but internationally yeah, as right. well? I understand this very important question because uh, our relation with Grumada, with Ukrainians, and our relation with the government of Australia and Australians it's it's integral things. First of all, Ukrainians in Australia are good citizens of of Australia and quite active part of Australian society. So I want to say it's very important that Ukrainian Hromada support and try to promote the interests of Ukraine and protect our interest in the in this uh, diplomatic relations and which is 
great achievement and the great legacy of our bilateral relations. But the thing about the official relation with uh, Australia, I want to say that we are very proud of that, that the next year, next January, it will be 30 anniversary of, uh, of our diplomatic relations established with Ukraine and Australia. 30 years, which will be another big event. It's more official, it is more, how to say, governmental, uh, but but uh, nevertheless, it's very important. Um, one thing that I want to say, that uh, saying about the whole picture of our relation, I want to say that is excellent. I'm very proud that we have no one problem in our bilateral relation. No one. No territorial, no uh, even economic problem we have. We, we have something to realize, to, to achieve more. That definitely we have, as all countries we have. We have some potential that is not used. It's true, we have such. We have the same big, big and joint problem we have. Distance, geographical distance, which affects immensely to the trade, economic and investment. But we'll try to, to make the cover this gap by activized our, our trade and economic relations with, uh, with Australia. First, my first appreciation to the high level of political dialogue. We have political dialogue with all sphere of our relation. The most important, our cooperation in international organization, which demonstrate this effectiveness and sufficiency of such kind of dialogue. I already mentioned that we are fantastic partners in United Nations. We speak sometimes in one voice with Australia, especially vis-a-vis -vis with the countries who violated the rules of international law. The second, we have very good um, relation on the parliamentarian level. The support for uh, our sovereignty, independence and uh, of Ukraine it is starting from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs up to the Parliament, or Federal Parliament of Ukraine, uh, sorry, of uh, uh, Australia. I want to say not only the federal level, but even in the state parliament. By the way, in New South Wales, and there is in, in, in our office big Ramota that makes statement that they are uh, condemned the uh, Holodomor. And that was happened, and these seven million victims, artificial Holodomor, famine, that happened. And uh, the subject of Holodomor is still in agenda of our parliamentarian uh, group, bilateral parliamentarian group. And we have a group of very excited people in parliament which struggle for that. And I should mention uh, our fantastic senator uh, from Tasmania, Katerina Bilik which dedicated many here statements in the parliament or federal parliament supporting Ukraine. We have our parliamentarian group, Ukrainian-Australian parliamentarian group, and with new leader, uh, David Vaughan, he's very good. So altogether, we have all types of political dialogue. And we are just now have new things. And maybe I'm very happy to use this occasion 
to for the first time to reveal one one very interesting project that we launched and already launched with Australia. Do you know that the most promising and perspective field of our cooperation is space? Yeah. Maybe maybe many uh, Australians, uh, Ukrainian Australians, knows that Ukrainians are the motherland of the biggest space launchers, uh, so even from Soviet time. And Dnipropetrovsk, and today is Dnipr, it has one of the big manufacturer plant for the space launcher. Do you know that together with um, Australia and big Australian company? We launched the biggest problem. It trilateral. Ukraine, Australia, United States. We started an Australian company, Cosmovision, started the construction the space launcher site on Cape York, which is the northest territory, northest point in, in, in Queensland. And it's already began, the construction of the space site. The second phase, it will, will, uh, our Yuzhmash, our manufacturer and producer of, uh, space launcher, uh, by the end of this day, will prepare one big launch, uh, I mean rocket, which with the name of Thanet Australia. <laughs> Thanet Australia. It's already named Australia is in it, on it. So uh, the third, Stage it will be launching rockets, the space launcher with satellites. It it will be all multinational satellites, all Australians, all Ukrainian Australians. We are just negotiating with Australian Space Agency about what kind of product will be launched on the orbit. So altogether, this unique program, unique project, which is quite costly, by the way. Only our part. Ukrainian part of space launchers is about one billion uh, uh, Australian dollars project. So that we start some kind of new type of our trade investment relation with high tech, which is absolutely up to date, which is absolutely modern, which demonstrates that Ukraine is not how to say <laughs> back backyard country. We are on the front. <laughs> front line of this new technology. So we have a lot of, to, we already have some achievements, but we have a lot of to, die, to do. And um, I think that the new generation of dip diplomats and new ambassadors will come. So I, sometimes they will come new ambassadors and they will be as, uh, will go on with this, with realizing these and others project in our bilateral relations. So I'm really a op big optimist and I'm really inspired by such kind of projects that demonstrate ability of our both countries to work together. It's good to see that um, Ukraine and Australia are striving to work together to create this project and the ability for Ukraine to help Australia create their own like space program. It's good to see that uh, we're making steps forward together. I wanted to talk more about some of the struggles that Ukraine is facing today and the role that you'd like to see Australia uh, trying to support Ukraine in its endeavors. Um, Australia already did many things, very good things in support, in, in, in supporting 
uh, Ukraine on international relations. So um, one thing that I should mention and which is very important, but uh, less known. Uh, Australians and our listeners should know that Australia is one, the only one country in Asia Pacific which support us with sanctions against Russia. Australia, the only one country introducing sanction, economic sanction and judicial sanctions of physical and judicial uh, um, legal entities in, in, in Russia. So your sanction is for three years and it is renewed each another three years. Last August it was renewed and prolonged for three years more. For example, European Union prolonged their sanction only for six months, half a year. But Australian is more result and more definite in their endeavors. So this is very important and make our fighting against Russia more sufficient, more feasible. They feel that, and we feel that we are not alone, and Russia feel that they are alone. In this world, less countries support them and more country is not supporting them because they violate international law because their behavior is not appropriate in civilized society. So what we should expect for Australia? I think this is a matter of your government. Uh, it is not a big secret that uh, foreign policy, it is not priority of Australian government because most of their subject issues and problems they face as more of internal life, it is economic, it is COVID, as many countries, other countries. Today, pandemia is problem number one for everybody. But even in these things, we can cooperate quite uh, profoundly to, how to say, to avoid such kind of situation when the globe, what we call world challenges. To avoid such kind of negative uh, results of world challenges as such as pandemics, we try, for example, in our economic relation, for the first time uh, last December, we cooperate with our pharmaceutical Ukrainian pharmaceutical uh, big company, Australians are working CSL, CSL quite well known company. The, it was quite small volume of such kind of cooperation, but it was in the very important part. It is struggle against COVID pandemic. It was uh, the first attempt of cooperation in this particular cell. So we, we, we try to open, uh, as an icebreaker, we try to open new opportunities of such kind of new type cooperation with global challenges. I think we have big future with us, with the climate change. There can be space program we can use. By the way, we already have Ukrainian program, space program. It's not very big, but space program for the farmers to see what part of the farm fields is quite usable and quite used to, how to say, to, to exploit uh, due to the climate things and due to the climate changes. And this program is already working. Um, then, um, one of the very promising uh, fields of our cooperation in this um, new type of cooperation, I see Antarctica, it's 
our you are the close to Antarctica. <laughs> I, when I was in, in, in Tasmania, in Hobart, I once asked, and where is that Antarctica? Show me. It was in the uh, waterfront. Uh, they showed me. Here, directly 3,000, directly 3,000 <laughs> kilometers. You are very close. We are the part of a global treaty for Antarctic. Ukraine are the members. We'll try to find our possibilities, cooperate uh, with Australia as a, a pro-Antarctic uh, promoter, big promoter of Antarctic issues. So what we can do, we should think about how to use our transport aviation, Antonov line. As you know, Antonov, the biggest Antonov in the world, Maria, um, Antonov 225, was in part, and I have a chance to, to welcome this. It was in 16, 2016, and ah, it's magnificent, <laughs> fantastic. The, the huge machine landed, uh, it's something. But we can, this line of transport aviation, we have a line. It's quite sufficient, not very costly, but we can use it on using to deliver it to Antarctica or use even this ice as a land, land lay, uh, landing, Link for strip, landing. Yeah. Yeah, me. So we can work, we can work and we will work. And what the most, uh, making me so optimistic. This is uh, political will of Australia. They have no hesitation that it is good thing. They know many things are very hard to do because of distance or geographical distance. It is not easy to deliver even commodities here because of quite big, but today we can cooperate in, in fields that need no big distance and so for the IT. Hmm. Maybe you know, we are quite good, Ukraine is quite good in the IT. Yeah. And um, we are still uh, proposing IT market good things, especially in new direction of um, the security, cyber security, which, which we have some, we have some experience facing vis-a-vis -vis our neighbors, we have some experience of cybersecurity. So we are kind of easier and eager to share it with our good friends in Australia with many things. So as you see, I, I'm looking to the very bright future together with us. Your generation will go on with that. And that's why I'm, I'm so happy to speak with you today. That this is your legacy that our generation is living for you. So the time has come to, to says Stiarno Pignate to keep this banner, to keep this flag and go on with that. Um it's good that we're able to work together, especially in different parts of the economy or like political atmosphere. But looking at the community wise, uh what can the Ukrainian diaspora do to promote the Ukrainian nation or the Ukrainian people within Australia? One thing that's it's very important. Uh, you have already unique legacy of Ukrainians. When uh, Ukrainian culture and Ukrainian language were abandoned during Soviet times, Ukrainians overseas preserve it and keep it as their heritage, which make us easier to go on with that on our homeland, in our home territory. This tradition of Ukrainian language was 
good preserved here. So, uh, so sorry, culture, I mean, heritage. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning language. It's very important for your community to keep Ukrainian language and to communicate Ukrainian language. Otherwise, it will be not Ukrainian community. It will be not difference. It is Polish or Croatian communities. If you forget, all will not use Ukrainians. But um, the existence of a number of Ukrainian Nedilna Shkola, these uh, Sunday schools and Bratsky uh, Shkola or language schools, that's it's very good tradition. The next direction, it is uh, promote Ukrainian studies here. Uh, there is Ukrainian uh, study zero center in Melbourne, which is quite good, but they face quite serious problems. And many things should be promoted still, not only to preserve, but promote many things as far as Ukrainian studies, language and culture. So, Unfortunately, sometimes Ukraine have no big financial resources to render assistance. But even with very uh, humble things, when very not have big numbers, but we'll try to do to even embassy try to assist some schools, manuals, uh, and to support your festivals. And I will try to do to keep it. We especially have our Ukrainian. Institute, which organized only three years ago in Ukraine, and will try to realize their potential. Once more, it is not easy keeping war with Russia and having very limited financial resorted very hard sometimes. But I want to confirm and I want to make it very clear. Our embassy in Australia will do almost possible, everything possible to support any your endeavors, any your initiatives for promoting Ukrainian language, culture, heritage here in Australia. I think this mission is very important. And uh, Zoom plus uh, young, uh, how I say, youth organization is very essential because it is new generation organization. The history of this uh, organization are quite profound. 100 years, uh, around 70 years, but the, how to say, this activity should go on with that. So we rely on new generation of Australians, Ukrainian Australians, and I'm very sure that you will be very successful. We'll try to assist and we'll try to do, to support you. Well, we would like to thank you for joining us in our interview. It's been a pleasure talking to you and it's, been fascinating listening to your background your experiences in other countries as well and your cooperation here in australia and as a group from the uk life abroad podcast we'd like to thank you for joining us today as well oh thank you and i want to say that my last words is it's my big pleasure to be with you um uh, it is not very often opportunities when you can speak directly with listeners and i'm support this idea of dialogue we are all kind of communications and because this direct dialogue is better understanding the problems the way of how to solve these problems and the our future and perspectives of our development thank you very much i, I hope to see you quite often and i 
I will be I really will appreciate any opportunity to speak with our good listeners I mean Australian Ukrainians я бажаю всього найкращого дякую вам In the news this week, Ukraine's Cabinet of Ministers has approved a plan for the development of the Crimean Tatar language. It aims to ensure the language is recognized within the Ukrainian constitution, is passed on to the next generations, and proposes consolidating it around a Latin script. It is hoped this will unite the Crimean Tatar diaspora worldwide. Ukraine will also aim to popularize the language, creating opportunities for everyone to learn it through integrations with Wikipedia, Google Translate, and Duolingo. This plan is being released in the lead-up to the upcoming Crimean Platform Summit, which will be held in Kyiv on August 23rd. NATO has added Ukrainian as one of its official languages, joining English, French and Russian as the main translated versions of the site. This follows as Lithuania plans to push for Ukraine to be granted membership to the alliance. The Lithuanian foreign minister said this would send a strong message to Russia that Ukraine is choosing a transatlantic path and speculated that, had Ukraine been a member of NATO, Russia would not have been able to annex Crimea and start a war in Ukraine. Ukraine has managed to secure 10 million doses of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. This comes after President Zelensky held a telephone conversation with the chairman of Pfizer, who promised to do everything possible to ensure that Ukraine received the first batches of contracted vaccines as soon as possible. This deal will significantly boost Ukraine's ability to vaccinate its population. Currently, the country has the lowest COVID vaccination rate in Europe and is yet to purchase enough vaccines to vaccinate the entire population. This week, in 2014, Ukraine prevented the establishment of a Russian-backed People's Republic in Kharkiv by storming occupied administrative buildings. This operation was one of the decisive moments in Ukraine's fight against Russia's plan to partition the country. Let us know which stories you'd like to hear by reaching out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week for more UK Life Abroad content.